The business edition of 21 Minutes with KKB is proudly brought to you by MTN Business Broadband. First National Bank, Bank of the Changeables. The Mikes Electronics Company Limited, large and in charge, with quality but affordable home appliances and consumer electronics. It's time for today's show. Thank you for making time to join us. Uh, this is the business edition of 21 Minutes with KKB. My name is Kwabna Chenjehene Boati, and as you already know, we try as much as possible to bring you a lot of scintillating conversations, conversations that uh, you would want to hear about, things that ordinarily you wouldn't know. You see when you see people succeeding or you hear the success story of people, you think they just got up one day and they became successful. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> so today I have a very important guest. Um, she has done quite a lot in a rather short sphere. Uh, she's not too old, very, very young lady, but doing amazingly well and is combining like 2,000 things at once. I don't know how she manages her time even, but of course, uh, once we have that conversation with her, we'll get to know a lot more, particularly for those of you who are in the diaspora who like to watch this show a lot and uh, uh, who also want to invest in Ghana. I think you should grab a chair and... Uh, Take a few minutes and watch this interview because her story, I'm sure, will teach you a lot. We'll be right back after these messages. When we connect, everything is possible. Whatever seems unreachable becomes even closer. Building partnerships. Redefining the norms. Because when we connect, being there becomes possible. And new ideas come to life. Stay ahead and stay connected with MTN Business Broadband. Superior internet solutions that drive your dreams. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh or call or WhatsApp 0244-308-111. Thank you for staying with us. As you do know, the business edition of 21 Minutes with KKB is proudly brought to you by MTN Business, which is your partner. For growth at MTN, we keep telling you that hey, what is it that you need? You're a micro, small scale, medium scale owner. You need to focus on doing the business, allow MTN to handle all the other things. So, from your data to your text messages and all of these things you have to do with the clients, just sign on to the MTN SME Plus package and you have no problem, you have nothing to worry about. On uh, Mondays, for instance, you'll get to enjoy free calls from MTN to MTN from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. All you have to do is to dial star 5060 hash today and get connected. Now, the SME Plus package, it's, uh, it's doing wonders for a lot of people. Call today, 244 for more information and stay connected everywhere you go. The show is also brought to you in partnership with First National Bank Ghana. It is the bank of the changeables. And listen, between now and September of 2022, listen, <laughs> make the switch to the bank of the changeables today. Switch to First National Bank and for the next three months, enjoy fee-free banking. What more do you want? Again, 
Um, the process is very simple. You can visit any of their branches in Accra, Kumasi, or Takrade, or call the number 0242-435050, and they'll be very, very happy, more than happy, to uh, send one of their friendly business bankers to you to start the switch process. First National Bank, how can we help you? Of course, the Makers Electronics is also uh, supporting us, and they keep telling you that, uh, listen, we are in a new year. There's a lot happening. Spec up your room a bit. Change a few things. Change your TV sets. Change all of these gadgets. Let the old, you know, <laughs> stay with the, the past year and start something new. So walk into any of your branches scattered all over the country and grab a gadget today. Anything you want at hugely discounted prices. My name is Kovna Chenchen Watson. Let's start our conversation. And this lady I'm going to speak to, like I keep saying, is someone who has done a lot, even in a rather uh, short period in this life. She's not old, but I think she's quite bold because for some of the things I see her do and I read about her do, I'm like, okay, I had this kind of uh, bravery when I was that young. I think I would have gone far. So I'm not surprised she's going far. But hey, let me hear a story right here. <laughs> Cassandra. Good to see you. Good to see you and, also. And, and thank you for agreeing to do this. Uh, how have you been? I'm good. I how know you've been you? very, very busy uh, this festive season and the like. How, how was it? It was crazy, but I mean, mm. just trying to balance everything. Mm -hmm. We were able to manage expectations mm. and also get things rolling. So it's been good. It's, it's been good, good. You, you mentioned trying to balance everything because I know you are doing like 2044 things. <laughs> <laughs> you are what country director for Guba. You yeah. are you are a CEO. You are a, a, a motivational speaker. You are, how do you manage your time in all of this? Um, I think for me personally, mm. it's just having the right people help and support you. Um, as far as with my business, I have a store manager who mm. I know I can depend on right. when I'm not around, if I have to handle other things. Mm -hmm. So just that good balance for me and having a great team to support mm. is very, very key to be able to stretch myself out and right. do other projects as mm. well. I see. Yeah. I see. Let's start with uh, your journey so far. I mean, um, I read a bit about you suggesting at 18, that's when you started business. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I would say earlier on because okay. even through middle school, high school, mm. I was selling and just little, little bits, maybe selling candy at school just to make a profit. Mm. And then when I was in high school, I started a clothing line. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So back in the day, even when you were relatively younger, much, much younger, yeah. say what, 10 years? 12, 13. 12 but years. it also stems from watching my mom mm. do business my okay. whole entire life. Okay. Like my mom was an entrepreneur and so was my dad. But my mom mostly, um, I grew up with her having a store in Jolu. Okay. Like a provisional store. Yeah. So just watching her hustle, she's also done um seamstress and she also used to have a company where they would make um clothing mm. so just seeing the different different avenues and yeah. watching her balance yeah. everything was mm. a source of inspiration for me mm. growing up mm. yeah. okay so uh, did you even grow up in ghana let me ask that i did okay. um i was born and raised in ghana i left ghana when i was six six years yes so i left ghana when i was six to the states and I stayed in the States until I was 24. Okay. 
and 24, 25 is when I came to Ghana for the first time. Okay. Yeah, okay. and that was just like during the Christmas mm. festive season. Um, I necessarily wasn't planning on living in Ghana or mm. moving to Ghana. It was never an idea for me. Like okay. my whole life was in Atlanta. Right. So it was just, I'm here, I'm having fun. Then COVID comes. Mm and everyone is at home, then I'm like, you know what, let me just go back to the spices business, the shit business that I used to just do while I was so in you college. Used to okay, it's good you've mentioned this. Um, we'll pause here and go back a bit. Mm -hmm. So at a young age, say 12, 13, they're about, you're buying a few things and selling even amongst your classmates mm -hmm. and the like. Um, and then at 18, you decided to do something quite major. What was that? That was to start a um, clothing line. So my best friend, Nadia, she was running for Miss Ghana. Okay. And with Miss Ghana, Miss Ghana USA. So you mm. have to um, raise funds. Right. So she came up with the idea of why don't we sell something to raise the funds mm. for her to be able to compete. Right. So we started then doing bow ties and then it extended to handbags mm. and just little, little things that people can easily wear mm -hmm. and also purchase from us quickly. Right. right. Um, so that's basically how it started. It okay. started with my best friend, Nadia. Okay. Did it work out? Was it a lucrative It business? did. It okay. was, it worked out for the time being, being that at the time we didn't realize that we were actually doing business. Mm. It was just to raise funds yeah. so that she can compete. Um, and then she ended up competing and placing. So it wasn't something that was sustainable for okay. us because mm. it was just, to get by, yeah. you know, just to get by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from that level, then what? What did you move to? From that, I would just do small, small business. Mm. Um, I started with the spices and the chateau. Okay. Um, while I was in school, I remember my mom makes the best chateau ever. Mm. So I would get her to make me chateau as I would go off to school. And then when I would get to school, everyone would want some of the chateau. And I'm like, hmm, okay, let me start selling the chateau that she's made me because she would make me are loads you sure of you're it. not cool? No, I'm not. <laughs> because both, both sides of my parents are from a chimodan. I kid you not. Okay. I kid you not. Yeah, so I was selling that and like within a week I would come back home and I'm like, oh, my chateau is not. And she's like, ah, like my bucket of chateau. And I didn't tell her that I was selling the chateau. So she would make me another one and then I'll go and sell it. And then she was just like, no, like, something is going something on because <laughs> I like Chateau, but I don't eat Chateau the way that yeah, the Chateau was just going out. So it got to a point where she, she didn't want to make it anymore. Like, she was just like, no, I'm being careless with yeah. it. She didn't know I was actually <laughs> selling the Chateau. So then I was forced to actually start making the Chateau to sell because the demand was so high yeah. and I wasn't able to um, get my mom yeah. to make it for mm. me to rebottle it. So then I started making the chateau with um, my roommate and one of my close friends, Cindy, mm. in our dorm rooms on a small little pot, <laughs> like a like an electric stove. Yeah. So after class... Th I, this was at which age? This was, I want to say 19, 20. Okay, so you, you probably were in the university. Yeah, in college, okay. yeah. In America. Uh, what school in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Gordon. Okay. Yeah, Gordon State. So we would make it in um like in little pots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We would make it in pots and then we would cook it and then we would resell it. Hmm. 
so she would help with but, that. But didn't the people notice the difference in taste and the like? No, because I always watched my mom cook. Okay. Yeah, okay. like so yeah. I knew her formula. I yeah. just it's just that making the chateau was such a long process that I just never wanted to do it. True. But I was forced to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. Interesting. Okay. So now you've gone on to the chateau business. Chateau business is doing quite well. Then what? So after the chateau um, finished school and then I decided to just to just be um, a property manager. Okay. So I got a job, I was working nine to five full time mm -hmm. and that's when during that period is when COVID hit. Okay. So once COVID hit, um, I was still getting paid from work, but I wasn't really working because mm -hmm. the whole country was on a shutdown. So for me, I was just like, you know what? Let me just go back to the basics to make extra money because mm -hmm. I know everyone is home and then everyone is hungry. Yeah. So why not? So then I started the Chateau business again mm -hmm. with Cindy, the one that <laughs> I was doing it yeah. with in school. So we were making it. Um, and during that period, I didn't expect for it to blow the way it did. Mm -hmm. I never planned on living in Ghana. Right. Um, for me, Ghana was like a retirement plan. Like, okay, maybe 50, 60, <laughs> not. Like, you know, I'll move back yeah. to Ghana. But it wasn't something that I planned on actually doing. Mm. So as the company grew, the shit business, we ended up getting a warehouse. We had different um, places that we were supplying to. We were supplying to a lot of stores within the U.S. Um, and in Canada. Our products were also in U.K. So... Mm we were expanding and I wanted to add different product lines. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I want to do neat fufu, I want to do benku, I want to do palm oil, mm -hmm. I want to package Kobe really presentable where mm -hmm. people can walk into the stores of Walmart, mm -hmm. Food Depot. These are like our high-end yeah. grocery stores for um, you know Americans. Mm -hmm. They usually, they don't carry African products and I would want made in Ghana, products to be there yeah. so I, I sought it out to have the best packaging you know and that's what I worked on so I ended up trying to figure out how to go about that I got in contact with the lady who said she can help me she was already helping me with the um, Canada products so I'm like okay why not and that's how was she also based in the US or perhaps in Ghana? she was in Canada she, she was, was in Canada, Canada for school okay. yeah she she had just recently got there. So okay. I had employed her for her to um, help out with the Shito business because we were expanding yeah. and different countries needed it. And then I also wanted to have different agents in different countries yeah. to supply. So little did I know that she was basically going to scam me mm. and I wouldn't have the products that I had dreamed of, that I told everyone about, that I promoted and marketed. It was almost six months of just trial and error. So for six months, you kept pumping money into a dream of yours to right. package um, powdered fufu, yes. uh, powdered Bencoon, plantain, yeah. and powdered bangkou mm -hmm. and the like. The idea behind that was that made in Ghana products need to be on the shelves because we tend to go to our African grocery stores yeah. and the way they package things yeah. is very distasteful. Yeah. So for me, packaging mm -hmm. was correct. I wanted good quality products. Mm. I but wanted 100% made Ghanaian products, mm. which 
in the U.S. for other companies, they didn't have 100% Ghanaian-made products. Mm. It was made in America with so many products and chemicals okay. and not 100% organic. Yeah. And that's one thing that I didn't want for mm. my products, per se. Okay. So, but you had gotten in touch with someone. The person had promised to get you something. The mm -hmm. person had failed on a number of occasions to deliver, yet you kept sending more money. Why? The reason being, um, because I was blinded, um, knowing that it wasn't her fault at the time, mm. being that she was also in Canada, and I didn't know that she had cahooted with her family members. So initially, it's me thinking it's a company that's making this mistake. So in my, I, in my head, she would tell me, oh, we, we just... We won't work with company A anymore. Let's go to company B. Mm. Not knowing this is her uncles okay. and aunties and her mom was in it or her father. So it's like she would give results as in, oh, this one, this company, company A didn't do it well. So company B, company B, yeah, I know they'll do it well. <laughs> then company B fails. Then company C, oh, company C, they have to get it together. Then company C fails. And then company D, which was the fourth one, the fourth products were good. Come to find out she had bought a company in Ghana's products, sent it over, <laughs> because at the time she knew I was drifting off. Like, mm -hmm. I was just tired. I was going to back out and just let it so go. That was just to hook you. So once I got the fourth samples, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is really good. Mm -hmm. um, feedback was good. <laughs> Everyone loved it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Now it's time to actually make the heavy investment put in as much as I can, do a container, ship it over, and then distribute. So that was the whole idea, you know. How much did you spend on this project? Roughly a lot. <laughs> a lot. Mm. A lot. I don't want to mention the figures because I don't want someone to even sit somewhere and think I had that money and I wasted it. Was but it in the hundreds of thousands of dollars? Or the thousands I wouldn't of say dollars hundreds, or? but it was a lot. It close was, to a hundred thousand dollars? No, not close, but it was around a hundred thousand dollars. It was a lot. <laughs> okay, it was a lot. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. So you you've lost all of that money. Basically, yeah. Um, and come to find out, I didn't technically lose the money. They just never did the work, so they pocketed the money. Mm. So it wasn't as if. So company A, company B, company C. Was Essentially, all where auntie, uncle, uncle grandmother. Father. Yes, basically. Ah. So they were doing test and error of yeah. the products, and mm. I ended up buying equipment, and they were, they were. Oh, you actually even bought equipment. Yeah, because I wanted, I wanted to. Like a processing. Plant. A processing yeah, plant. Okay. Yeah, like so, a dehydrator, blenders, just the blend, like the whole food processing mm. chain. You know, yeah. Where are those things now? Must have must have been devastating. It was. Really? It was it was extremely it was extremely heartbreaking because when you trust people mm -hmm. and they let you down, it, it just makes your trust for others even even yeah. worse. Yeah. You know, and I'm very paranoid now. Mm. You know, I'm I'm very as Ghanaian would say, I read now yeah. because of that traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. Um but moving forward I feel like that's what built my courage to start my store. There are a number of people in the diaspora who wish to invest in Ghana, but for reasons such as this, 
they are, they are scared of doing that. Mm-hmm. They, they are not convinced enough that people won't run away with their money mm-hmm. and the like. Do you have a word for people like that? How are they to get the re- returns on their investments should they wish to invest? Because you're not here to you know, right. know what's going on. Um, for me personally, I think in any business, whether in the US, whether it's in Ghana, whether it's in Nigeria, you need to be present. Mm. You need to physically be there. The same way you wouldn't invest your money in the U.S. without being present, mm. do not invest your money in Ghana without physically being here. So if you know you can't physically be here, mm-hmm. then don't do it. Mm. That would be my advice from my experience that I've, I've been through because when I was present here in Ghana building my shop, I saw the difference. Mm. I was able to see the pricing. No one sent me a, a receipt, a fake yeah. receipt. I was able to go day in, day out, and handle my own affairs. But what um, if you are so busy with other things elsewhere? Then don't do it. Really? That would be my advice. Don't mm. start a business where you cannot 100% dedicate your time to. Mm. I moved from Atlanta and moved to Ghana to open up my shop. Okay. So now let's take a look at this. So um, after going through such a traumatic experience, you decided you want to relocate to Ghana or what? Yeah, um, so I came to Ghana. Is it that you came looking for the family or the I lady? did. <laughs> <laughs> so I came to Ghana actually looking for her and tracking down what, like where my money was yeah. because like That's I said, investment. it was a lot of money yeah. and it's, yeah. it's an investment. So I wanted to see where my money had went to and I wanted to get answers. Mm. So after months of not being able to do that, um, I remember just sitting down and I'm like, okay, I'm here, I do have some money saved up, so what can I do? You know, I can't just be in Ghana spending money, Mm -hmm. um, essentially not really being as productive as I was in Atlanta. So I sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start a cold store. And like I said, um, growing what, up, why a cold store, though? I was reading. I need to send you the book. It's like a a a, a business in Ghana, like a mm. hundred businesses in Ghana that are successful. Yeah. So I was reading that. A friend sent me that, and just going through that, there were like boutiques and stuff like that, and none of that resonated with me. But the cold store did because, like I said, growing up, I saw my mom do mm. a grocery store. Mm. So I was like, okay, so maybe I can do the groceries, then I can add something else, yeah. a twist to it, yeah. which would be the, the cold store aspect. And also, rather than just doing the normal groceries, why not do American groceries? Because I found it difficult finding things that I, I would eat on a norm in Ghana mm. as far as cereal, just yeah. the little, little snack things. So I was like, okay, for people like me who have also moved from the US and the diaspora here, why not have something for them where they can easily grocery shop and then also for the locals here who want to taste mm-hmm. things from abroad, mm-hmm. you know? So that was what resonated with me. And um, I remember speaking to my mentor, Denta, about it. And she was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, you know, it would be a good business. So mm-hmm. I started researching more. I reached out to my friend, Essie, and I was like, Essie, I'm looking for a store. And she's like, oh, you are? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, where, where do you want the store? And prior to that, the year that I came here, 
Christmas. Mm -hmm. I went to Medina Market, which is down the street, and yeah. I was like, I want to store in Medina Market. Just saying it out loud because I saw the cash flow. Yeah. I saw how yeah. hardworking the ladies mm -hmm. were working. So I was just like, oh, God, I want a store here. And she was like, well, I have a store by Medina Market. It's actually in Medina. And I'm like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, but I don't think you would like it. And I'm like, send me pictures. And she did. And I was like, you know what? It's perfect. Whatever it is, I'll figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. I want this. So blessings to Essie. She's the one that helped cultivate the dream because right. without her having this space, I wouldn't be here today. Okay. Things you would ordinarily not find in a normal grocery right. shop. Right. So any American, or let's say, so is it just American products? American products for now. We for do, now. Okay. yeah, we do plan on extending to Ghanaian products. We just want to stick with our status quo and also our market. Well, because I was only thinking, I mean, if I'm Italian and I've come to Ghana and I want a place, yeah, there, there may be one or two Italian mm -hmm. restaurants, but what if I want to do something home myself and I yeah, need you, you can still so. you can still get it because, I mean, we when I say American products, mm -hmm. I mean goods from the U.S. So okay. whether it be in Italian, Portuguese, Mexican, mm -hmm. Spanish, we have all of that. Okay. We do have Alfredo, Is that spaghetti, you found, pasta. You, you realize there was an opportunity there. That's why you decided to go for that niche market. Is it a case that there are yeah. so many people here in Ghana from yeah, the diaspora? Yeah, of course. Who, There's okay. a lot of diasporans here, especially Americans. Mm -hmm. And they, they do find it difficult to get certain products. Right. I know for me... One time I was craving Mexican food <laughs> and all I wanted to do was make Mexican food yeah. and I couldn't find tortillas, yeah. I couldn't find the minced meat. So these are just little, little things that remind you of home and sometimes even a meal can just make you satisfied rather than yeah. just flying out just to go and get it. You yeah. can just come to Festina's yeah. cold store, get whatever you need, the American goods, the frozen meats yeah. and, you know, make yourself a meal. Yeah. When we connect, everything is possible. Whatever seems unreachable becomes even closer. Building partnerships. Redefining the norms. Because when we connect, being there becomes possible and new ideas come to life. Stay ahead and stay connected with MTN Business Broadband, superior internet solutions that drive your dreams. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh or call or WhatsApp 0244 308 111. Son, there's more blessing in giving than receiving. Kwa, when you fear for you now, and Kobo the makers in Sranundero. The pneumatological abrasion of the Lord revealed unto me this night that me and my household should go out into the world and bless the world. My name is Papa Makers. You're from your Grandpa Makers. My name is Junior Makers. Me, Dean the Mama Makers. My name is Senior Makers, and I'm here to give you some very good news. The Makers Electronics Company Limited is giving you up to 87% in this festive season. This is what I call quintessential immaculatability. Go and tell mom and dad about the Makers Blessing Attack Global. We at Makers, we believe in the number seven. 
which stands for perfection. Pichemekes, Ewa Taifa Bokina Highway, Amasa Maizongo Junction, Ashama Valko Flat, Kumase, Mekes, Ewa Hinema Kokobe, Tazuna Takrade, Efia Kuma Number 9 Market, Fre, 055-222-2253, Ana 055-222-2254. Merry Christmas! Now, I want to find out how you manage your time. That's how I'm going to wrap up, though. I know you're busy, but I just want to find out how you manage your time because you are doing a lot. Um, I saw you in the diaspora conversations at the other time. You're on the panel talking and motivating a lot of young people also. Very, very commendable. Uh, you were, you helped plan the Guba stuff in Ghana recently Yes, the Guba also. Awards, uh -huh. yeah. And then we also just had the Guba Tours. By the way, even, so how, how did Denta come into the picture? I see, I see oh. you do a lot of stuff over here. I've known, that's big sis, I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I've known Denta for some years now. We were introduced by a mutual friend mm. and I then joined on the Guba team and then worked myself up. Mm. So that's how essentially we, we connected. Um, so you're a country manager now for Guba? For US. For US, okay. Um, project manager. Project, project manager, manager, okay. Yeah, for mm. US, mm. yeah. So, so essentially, how do you manage all of this? I mean, these are the things I know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot more perhaps you do. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> mind sharing if you um, I'm still doing property management. Like I said, that, yeah. that's essentially yeah. my yeah. nine to five, quote unquote, um, and other little businesses that I wouldn't want to. So discuss. how are you able to manage all of that? And also still have an eye on your store because you see now, I clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, it's just, Balancing, balancing everything and then knowing your schedule and knowing your time. I'm very, very schedule orientated. I know that, okay, today I have this and this to do and I don't need much sleep. I'm don't the type of person, I can get five hours of sleep and I'm okay. Well, five hours is a lot of sleep. <laughs> it is. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I didn't know. I thought, I, no, but I know people that are sleeping nine hours, eight hours. Five hours Somebody, is a lot. Is it? Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. We'll see. Oh, then that's, that's okay. So at least five hours is okay for you. Yeah, five hours. I wake up early. My mornings are usually, I, I usually wake up early now that I have a store. Mm. Um, either I'm, I'm going to Tema chasing people down for my money <laughs> or <laughs> I'm looking for other products to add, mm. you know, just different, different things. But just having a schedule and sticking with it, you know, as you said, we, we had an appointment today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I made sure, okay, this is the time from this time to this time. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Then after I'm there. So it's just a thing of balancing. Oftentimes they say you bogus. When you come to town <laughs> to invest and do all of these things, it's because a number of you have political ambitions. Okay. Is that the case with you? I don't know, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say no because my mm. business isn't funded by politics. It's funded by my hard work and my intelligence granted, and my savings granted, account. Granted. So I don't think I'm doing anything. Are you looking to enter the political sphere? I don't know. Am I? There's a question. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You're the one asking. I don't. Okay. I I never say never mm. because I can wake up tomorrow and decide. No, but to it, I mean, it's not really about never saying never. Um, it could, from what you say, mm -hmm. you are someone who is deliberate about things. Right. You plan things. Right. Perhaps you don't say it out loud, but you plan them mm -hmm. and you try and execute them right. over a period. And so I'm asking: Is it part of your plans to to do politics in Ghana? It is. It is. It is. You want to be an MP? 
Which constituency? Mm. We'll leave that. We'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss. Mm. Which why, party? Why, why an MP? No, I'm just asking. I'm, 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 I don't know. Some what? say that's the fastest way of helping people. No, I don't believe that's the fastest way of helping okay. people. I do projects that aren't out publicized. Mm. You know, but you want to do politics. I do want to do politics. So, I want to help people. But so what, I don't what do you want to do to in politics? That's what I'm trying to figure out now. Okay. Which party, though? Must I tell? Oh, I mean, Jane is caring. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm studying both just to see where I, where I fit. Are you a social democrat or you are someone who believes that you know we should allow people to work and make money? I do believe we should allow people to work and make okay. money. All right. So yeah. I think she's MPP then. I am not. I am not. Please. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. I see. Let's not, let's not tag that's fine, me. That's fine. That's I am fine. not. That's okay. I am that's not. okay. I mean, I haven't signed up for often, any political party in Ghana. Oftentimes in, in Ghana, what I realize is people are very binary. They are not very open-minded about the prospects. It doesn't okay. matter whether the person is QRC or PPP mm -hmm. or CCC or whatever, it's about the person's ability to help and contribute it, it, to society. It, yeah. So, um, I, I don't see anything wrong but with But I'm it. not MPP. Regardless. And uh, you know, <laughs> I, come, I come from a family of both, actually. Okay. Yeah, because my dad was um, NDC assemblyman and Odan, like oh, Odan, okay. yeah, and more so. I so see. that side is heavy NDC, okay. and then my mom's side is heavy MPP. Uh, so you are yet to decide. And here I am in between okay. both. Except that you are closer to your mom. You even named your store after your mom. But <laughs> I have a business that is about to be named after my dad. Okay. Yeah. So, so you are playing both sides. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. What is that one word you'd have to say to um, a young, like I said, at 18, with your decision to even do what it is you did, I think is very commendable. A lot of ladies at 18 are thinking of the new wig on or wig or whatever, mm -hmm. how to look good. They are now essentially trying to style their hairs and do all of this and make up here and there, parties here and there. Not to say we shouldn't have fun. Of course mm -hmm. we should. But you were more business oriented at the time. What is your advice to a lot of younger folk? Um, you're 28 now? 27? Hey. No, 28. Why are you just... <laughs> no, I'm just asking. <laughs> you know in Ghana, you don't tell your age. Really? Yeah, because then they start to calculate. Then they're like, oh, she's too young for this. And, you know. Doesn't matter. Mm. Eventually, you're going to do politics. You know your age. <laughs> You'll be so surprised. <laughs> no, no but, but my point. So, essentially, this is a question. I mean, what is your advice to younger ladies like yourself um, who perhaps may still be trying to figure out what to do with their lives? Um, have an end goal. Mm. Um, for me, like you said, I'm very calculated. I know exactly what I want, mm -hmm. and I know when I want to execute things. Mm. So have an end goal. Know that if I'm doing this, this is where it would get me to. Um, be determined, be focused, be hardworking. Mm. I can't stress that enough. Um, nowadays, people don't want to work hard. Mm -hmm. People think mm -hmm. I just woke up and I just did a store. Mm. I worked hard. I worked extremely hard. I put in years of sacrifice, almost 10 years in business. And that's what one thing that people tend to forget. Like, mm. oh, I didn't just start off with the store. I've I've been doing business for almost ten years now. Mm. And also saving, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not able to save, you won't be able to start a business or just do anything in general. So don't spend so much, have a budget on everything, save as much as you can. And then I will always say, always have an end goal. Mm. Know that when I start here, this is this where, is where I, I want, want it to end. end. Mm. So that's what I would tell I them. I see. 
Cassandra Intiamwa, uh, she calls herself the African prodigy. Why that name though? My name is Prodigy. The African prodigy. So I am the African prodigy. Okay. Yeah. So she calls herself the African <laughs> prodigy. Uh, she's a CEO for uh, for Steelers Cold Store and Grocery. Um, it's around Medina. If you haven't been to the place, I think you should. Um, they have quite a number of things I think you would like, uh, particularly if you are not Ghanaian. Maybe you are from Virginia, Massachusetts, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> um, just pass by. Uh, they have quite a lot here for you. Just come in here, pick one or two things. Or you can even visit their Instagram page or send them a WhatsApp and the like. And they say they even do deliveries. And I'm sure you'd like it. I think her story is one that is uh, motivating enough and suggests that um, it's possible. A lot of the time I see and hear a lot of ladies relying or trying to say... Um, uh, for me, I'm tired. That's for now, I just need some man to take care of me. So, Rachel, please, um, it's possible. At 18, she started. Well, at 12, even. At 12, she started. <laughs> <laughs> and she's done this for quite a while. And she's making it. And I'm sure the future looks so bright, so exciting. A lot more is going to come from uh, <laughs> Cassandra. Uh, I almost called her Faustina. <laughs> That's the MPP one, but it's okay. <laughs> the show is probably brought to you by MTN Business, your partner for growth, the first national bank. <laughs> How can we help you? As well as the Makers Electronics. My name is Kobnachi and Chaini Watting. I'll see you soon, hopefully, with another guest you're expecting. Business edition of 21 Minutes with KKB was proudly brought to you by MTN Business Broadband. First National Bank, Bank of the Changeables. The Makers Electronics Company Limited, large and in charge, with quality but affordable home appliances and consumer electronics. 